power in the name of There's healing in the name of There's salvation in the name of The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Ntefu of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntefu is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence in this short while for this shepherd's camp. Lord, what a blessing to gather us. Guide us, Holy Spirit, and reveal your word and your truth to us. Equip us to become loyal church planters. Let us leave this place, O oh God, convicted in our hearts to serve Jesus. Strengthen us. Sharpen our skills for the church work, O oh God. Anoint us. Send us into higher realms of your anointing and of your power in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, cover every one of us. Heal our bodies. Let the blood of Jesus cover this camp. Send angels to look after us. Anybody here who is sick, heal the person now in the name of Jesus. Let every food that is eaten here bring health. Let every water that is drunk here bring health. Deliver us from evil. We bind evil spirits. We bind satanic agents that are in our midst. We command you to live now in the name of Jesus. We break your power we give you no place. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Let me see Lessons on loyalty. Hallelujah. Lessons on loyalty. Now, We are going to plant churches. But before we do that, we need to learn to become carpenters. That will deal with which people? The horns. Huh? How many of you understand that? Are you ready to become a carpenter? The carpenters are the loyal people who deal with the horns. The horns are the disloyal people. Amen. In the church who try to destroy what we are trying to do. So, at the last session, we looked at how disloyalty develops. Is that not so? Huh? What is the first stage of disloyalty? I want us to say it together. First, first stage of disloyalty. I want everybody to say it. What is the first stage of disloyalty? By the way, I told you to bring warm clothing because these places are broad. Alright. What is the second stage? Sorry? Offense. The third stage? Passivity. 
Stage number four. Critical spirit. Amen. Stage number five. Political stage. Number six. Stage number six. Deception. How many of you have gone away from deception? Huh? Hallelujah. Stage seven is what? Open rebellion. And the last stage is what? What is the end of all rebels? What happened to Satan? What happened to Joab? What happened to Absalom? What happened to Shimei? What happened to Adonijah? What happened to Ahitophel? What happened to Judas Iscariot? Huh? Lift up the right hand. Say, I don't want to be executed. Therefore, I shall not be disloyal. Amen. Now, so how many of you agree that it's important to be loyal? For you to be loyal and to remain loyal, there are certain lessons that you must understand very, very, very well. Amen. Amen. And it is the understanding of these things that will make you a good and strong, unyielding, unfailing, loyal pastor, loyal shepherd, loyal potential shepherd. Amen. Do you understand it? So, what we are going to talk about is very important. Hallelujah. Now, the first lesson on loyalty is that loyalty demands persuasion. Loyalty demands full persuasion. Full persuasion. Yeah. Second Timothy one twelve. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. What is persuasion? Persuasion means a deep conviction or belief. A deep conviction or belief. Amen. So, for you to be loyal, you must have a deep conviction or belief. Amen. 
Perhaps the best example of loyalty is what we see in little children in relationship to their parents, especially their father. Yeah. Now, your little child believes everything that daddy will say. If daddy says that when I'm coming back from work today, I will bring a hippopotamus. Two of them, one female, one male to the house. The child believes it. How many of you can understand that? Why? Because the child has a deep conviction that daddy is able to do anything, have anything, buy anything, bring anything. Daddy has a deep conviction or belief. If daddy is sitting in a house and there's an aeroplane flying and daddy turns to your chair and says, Joe, do you like this aeroplane? He said, yes. Tomorrow, should I catch it and bring it to you? Say, yes. The mo- in the morning, when the daddy is going, say, daddy, do you remember the aeroplane? So, oh, don't worry, tonight. When he goes to school, he will tell everybody. Normally, if you close around about two, around about one, he says, I want to go. Why? Because daddy is bringing the aeroplane. That is persuasion. Before you can be loyal to somebody or you can be loyal to an organization or a system or a church, you must be persuaded about it. You must believe in it. You must be convicted. You must be convinced about what goes on. If there is doubt, your loyalty will be shaken. If there is suspicion, your loyalty will be shaken. Amen? You must be fully convinced in your heart about anything you are involved in. Now, if you are a married, if you are married, um, you are a married person, and then somebody comes to say, "I saw your husband with another lady in a hotel." All right. What you are going to do depends on your persuasion. The persuasion of your your husband's ability or inability to cheat on you. That is what would inform your behavior. There will be two behaviors, reactions. The first one is to brush it aside. They say, oh yeah, with a certain lady, no problem. But why? I'm telling you seriously, so it's not a problem. I don't know who she was, but whatever it is, it's not a problem. You see, that, that reaction that, no, it's not a problem. My husband doesn't mean that. The fact that you saw him with you know, another lady 
Maybe it was a secretary or the work uh, made or it was on something. There is nothing. Don't, don't worry. It's not, it's not a problem. That thing is based on a certain full persuasion of his character, of his past, of his present, of what he knows about him, what he can do, what he cannot do, and all that. And another reaction can be you grow wild. Because you know that if he was with another woman, then that thing that he did six months ago that he says he has stopped. He has not stopped. How many of you understand that? So it's very, very, very important. Is it because, for example, with your pastor, pastors have all kinds of stories around them. Oh yeah, pastors are accused. They have stolen the church's offering. Do you get it? I mean, they've done that, they've done this, they've done this. So your loyalty to your pastor will depend on a certain conviction of who he is. What he can do. What he cannot do. That is the first lesson on loyalty. Jesus was accused. Paul was accused. And your pastor will be accused. Your leader will be accused. Yeah. If you follow a leader, the leader will be accused. You hear stories about your leader, about your pastor. No, you hear stories. Will you continue to be loyal to him in spite of all these stories? What would determine that is a certain belief in him. Amen. You must be fully convinced in your heart about anything you are involved in. To be a committed member of a ministry team requires what I call full persuasion. If you are going to be loyal to me, you have to be sure about me. Am I somebody you can trust? Am I somebody who is what he claims to be? Huh? I, I once asked some pastors, what would make people stop talking about me? One person gave the right answer. She said, if you stop doing the work of the ministry, people will stop talking about you. And that is very true. Amen. Huh? Jesus was accused. In Luke 23 too, Jesus was accused by many people of misleading our people. Teaching our people sedition. Preventing them from paying taxes to the emperor. Huh? <laughs> and in Luke 11.15, Jesus was accused of being able... Reverend Jude, is Reverend Jude around? Jesus was accused of being able to cast out devils because he is in Lake of Bezebub the chief of the evil spirits. Paul was accused. In Acts 24.5, Paul was accused 
of being a source of mischief. A veritable plague. A public pest. A disturber of the peace. One who stirs up disputes. A tormentor of discord. A ringleader of the search. <laughs> Amen? So it is important to establish in your heart all the facts about the ministry or person with whom you are working. Be fully persuaded so that when the accusations, trials, and testings come, you'll be able to remain faithful. Amen. Amen. Now listen. Can there be smoke without fire? Can there be smoke without fire? Do you understand it? Can there be smoke without fire? So when we hear stories about your leader, about your pastor, eh, why is it that these stories are there? And if something has not happened, would these stories be there? So you see, you can't just, oh, me, I'm lawyer, I'm lawyer, I'm lawyer. Loyalty demands full persuasion. Yeah. That is why Paul said, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him unto that day. I'm persuaded. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Yeah. A lot of marriages are in trouble because of lack of this. There are husbands and wives who keep their phones when they are going to bath, the phone is from them. It is a mistake for one of them to leave his phone. When the phone rings, there's a hundred meters dash. Look. Or, when the phone rings, you have to go and hide somewhere. Do you understand it? As I've been with my wife all these years, if, I'm, if she's in the kitchen, unless I'm in the bedroom, her phone, she has left her phone, it rings. Me, I have a problem. My problem is that, look, I cannot even go and pick the phone. I cannot go and pick it. Do you understand it? The little time I've had, I want to rest. I have nothing to do with phone. <laughs> So I'll whistle. <laughs> then she will shout, yes, I said, your phone, your phone. Your phone. If she picks the phone, she says, hey, uh, James, you know, I have no interest. I have no interest. It's okay. So the other time, the thing that you said, so okay, so then when we reach London, buy one for me and post it, and then make sure that this, that's, uh, Why? Because it's been many years. It's been many years of being together. Many years of chatting. Many years of conversing. Many years of knowing who are her friends, who are my friends. There are no hidden secrets. No agendas. There is nothing that she has done. There is nothing that I've done in 26 years. That I mean serves as a source of suspicion, question, you know, 
and all that. So I am fully persuaded of her. And she's fully persuaded of me. Yeah. Do you get it? And that is what you should be able to say of your leader. But can there be smoke without fire? There is a saying that there is no smoke without fire. In other words, there is some truth in every rumor. I'd rather say Listen to this. I'd rather say, find out the real truth behind every rumor. Was there any truth in any of these terrible accusations? You see, in the normal experience of ministry, there'll be numerous accusations. Rumors and stories about every man of God. Hallelujah. What do you think? So, it is your duty to find out if there is any truth in the rumors. Hallelujah. Because in real life, there can be smoke without fire. <laughs> that also. There can be fire somewhere and the smoke is blown somewhere. So when you go there, you see the smoke, but there's no fire. There is from another somewhere. So the fact that there's smoke here, that's not me that here, there's fire. This particular place, there's no fire. Even though there's smoke. Hallelujah. Now, if you're a leader, to avoid this, there are some things that you must do. You must be open. Because openness breeds full persuasion. If you're a leader, you must be open. Don't be too mysterious. One of the things that you must be open about if you're a leader is your finances. It's your finances. The people who are very, very close to you, all right, let them in into how you earn your money. Yes. Yes. Because we all know we are here. You have brought this new, brand new BMW. Very expensive. So where did you get it? So the Lord has moved. No, the Lord has moved. But how has the Lord moved? Do you understand it? Don't go about telling everybody about how you earn your money. 
but the people who are very close to you. Because they are the people who defend you. They are the people that if they don't believe in you, it is a problem. Yeah? Hmm. Those don't spiritualize everything. Oh, I mean, blessed be the name of the Lord. Done great things. It is true. But how? Huh? Hallelujah. Number two, openness about your vision. Openness about your vision. Let people understand what you are trying to achieve. Let them know why you are so zealous about your vision. This is one of the reasons why I teach by giving long list of reasons why certain things should be done. Amen. So, your vision, as we are telling people, you know, let's win souls. Huh? Let's win souls. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Why are we doing all those things? Explain. You can't just come to the church and say, you know, I'm raising up money. We need a lot of money. You know, we really need everybody to try. You know, very good. We need a lot of money. For what? Tell them. We do a lot of things. We have a lot of things that we have to do. For what? Oh, we need money to build churches. We need money to buy lands. We need money to send missionaries. Yeah. Then people will be encouraged. To support the vision and also understand then they will be with you. Hallelujah. Huh? Number two. Number two. Your loyalty must be to the higher authority. Your loyalty must be to the higher authority. Your loyalty must be to the higher authority. Amen. In a large organization like the church, there will always be a number of different authorities you have to submit to. Obviously, some of them will have a higher rank than others. The lesson here is, if the question of loyalty arises, your loyalty must go to the higher authority. For example, the structure in our ministries, in our ministry consists of fellowship shepherds, ministry shepherds, branch or chapel pastors, and senior ministers. If, for instance, the branch pastor begins to say things that are contrary to the general vision of the church, your loyalty must go to the higher authority. If the most senior pastor begins to say and do things that are contrary to Christ, you are not supposed to follow him. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1, Paul said, follow my example 
as I follow the example of Christ. In other words, Paul was saying, follow me only as long as I follow Christ. The day I stop following Christ is the day you must stop following me. Your loyalty in this case is to the higher authority that is Christ. Amen? Hmm? Hello? Watch me. Many of you don't know this teaching that I'm teaching. So you must listen carefully. Yeah. Huh? Your loyalty must always be to the higher authority. Amen. So, come, Pastor Radio, Asante, stand here. This is one of my overseers. Okay, who is one of your pastors? Uh, you, are, you, are, you are not a pastor. Where is, uh, uh, who is? Pastor Sanyon? Uh, where is he? Quickly, 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 brother. Stand here, ladies. Okay. Yes. Where is one of your church members? Shepherds. Quickly. Where is he? Yes. Yes, stand here. Okay. And then you stand here. Now, watch this. Watch this. And I'm here. This is a church member. This is one of my pastors. This is one of my overseers. So he oversees him and he pastors him. His loyalty must always be to the higher authority. So this is his pastor. But if Pastor Redu Asante decides to take over our church at Nungwa Central, he's a shepherd. He loves his pastor. Do you love him? Yeah, I love him. How long has he been your pastor? Six years. Six years. Love him. He has been teaching him and all that. But even though he loves his pastor, if his pastor now stands up to say that the church at Nungwa Central now belongs to him and that in two months' time he's going to change the name of the church from Lada Chapel International Nungwa Central to Angels Power Light Church of the Apostolic Welcoming Bishops Institution Grace of God missions of visions and dreams church international listen immediately I listen to me immediately he must tell pastor I love you but you can't change the church if he persists his loyalty must now shoot over him 
and come to the next person who is more senior in that area, which is Reverend Sanyong. So his loyalty to him has now jumped up and overridden him and come to the next person. His loyalty is to the higher so, so he comes to Pastor Senor and tells Pastor Senor what his pastor is saying. Wow. Suppose he comes to see Pastor Senor and Pastor says, oh yeah, he has discussed with me and I think it's right because the church at, at uh, Nungwa Central, he has really suffered. He's a lay pastor, you know. The bishops, they don't give the lay pastors anything. And I think that if the church he changes it, it will be a blessing. And in fact, even me, I, I'm trying to see how I can support him and all that. Then he realized that Pastor Senor is of him. At that time, his loyalty now moves. And I am there next person. So he comes to me and say, Bishop, this is what is happening in our church. When I went to talk to Reverend Senor, I was surprised what he was saying. So, so his loyalty now has moved to the higher, which is me. Then when he spoke to me, I said, ah, but what do you mean? What do you, what do you know about pastoring? Do you know how long Reverend uh, Redway Asante and Reverend Sir, I've been pastoring. Do you understand? It's all everything that you understand. I get to say What they are doing as their bishop is, is nothing. Do you see? Even those of us who are here, it's not easy for us. Only that we have not been able, you know, to really, you know, so look, go there, be in the church, whatever he's doing, you know, follow him. If he's changing, it's not a church that we are all doing. It's not a church. Look at Lighthouse, a lot of churches. If he's changing one, Church, what are that you have come, you have driven all the way from Nungwa to come. I mean, what is that? Look, brother, go. At that point, okay, but I also have somebody who is higher, who is the bishop. Do you understand it? So he said, Ah, devil. So he moves, come, and now he comes to the bishop. This is what we don't do in our churches. That is why pastors are able to steal churches. Yes. Nobody here should allow your pastor to steal a church. Yeah. From today, you are a carpenter. Amen. Eh? I need 20 strong men. If you think we are strong, step forward. Ah. Why are we? Why are we? Oh, cloth. What? 20 strong. Why are they? 20 strong. You, sit down. 
I need 20 metro. Sit down, sit down. Where are they? Where are the 20? Now listen. Where they come? Listen. He has come to the church to say that he wants to change the name of the church. I'm going to show you what we must do to him. <laughs> Any pastor who stands before the church to say that he's changing the name of the church. Eh? This what I want you to do to him. You want to say, Pastor, this church is called Lighter Chapel International. You cannot change the name. Our father is called Bishop Dad. We respect you and we love you. But in this matter, we cannot be with you. So you say, Pastor, so are you changing your mind? Or you are not changing your mind? And when he says, he's not changing his mind. I want 20 strong men to carry him. Carry him. Send him out. Send him out. Send him out. Send him out. Choboy. 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 Send him out. 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 Away. 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 Listen. Listen. Please sit down. How I want to ask you a question. How can you allow yourself to be stolen? you allow yourself. You should see church members. The pastor says that he's changing the name of the church. He's taking the church. And you are there supporting it. Thank you, Pastor Radio Asante. May this not happen to you in the name of Jesus. We love you, but we say that if you bring yourself we have a lot of respect for you. But... Listen. Yeah. D- you see, this principle is what will save the church. Loyalty is to the higher authority. Loyalty. Do you understand it? Every branch of Lighthouse Chapel International is the branch of only one person. Bishop Dark Ward Mills. All of us who are the pastors of the branches, we are his assistant pastors. He has put us there to assist him to pastor the church. You say, ah, but I went to start a church. You went because we sent you. 
And when we sent you, we sent you for our anointing. We sent you for our blessing. We sent you with everything that we had. That is why the church is working. If you say you are called, you want to start your church, come out and go far and go and start. Can you imagine that a founder of a church visits his branch and the pastor does not allow him to enter? And you, the church members, you are there. And you think that you'll be blessed. Because whatever curse is coming upon you, it's affecting all of you. This pastor that I was telling you about this afternoon who stole our church at Banana Inn. And at some time, some people who followed him came to see me. They said, Bishop, we want you to pray for us. I said, for what? They said, since we left, Bishop, since we left, things have not been easy. So that's where you there. Eh? You were there. They said, since we left, things have not been easy for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. If you go and join an orangu, the curse that is upon him is shared upon all of you. Amen? Your loyalty must always be to the higher authority. You must follow the higher authority. Until the time that that higher authority begins not to follow Christ. Yeah. Then you say, oh please. Because you are no more following Christ. You are nice in this church. Everybody who has a wife can also add uh, three. There, there are a lot of the sisters in the church who are not getting married. So by the apostolic grace on your life. You are allowing all the brothers in order to help the sisters and help them to be happy. Every brother who is married, you know, you can take, don't take four, three. Not four, three. Three. Now at that point, you must ask the leader, where is it in the scriptures? It's not there. Follow me. As I follow Christ. Many years ago, a very sad story happened in a in a in a Christian church. It was a pastor called Jim Jones. He was an American. He had a church in America. Got to a point that he started teaching strange doctrines. And he carried most of his church from America, listen, into the a jungle in Guyana, in southern, in South America. Yeah. And when they got there, all kinds of things. Until one time he told them they needed to go to heaven. And everybody should drink cyanide. Cyanide is a poison. A poison. 
when you take it, you just die. He killed all the people. Killed all the people. Killed himself. Children, little, little children. Now the question is that, what he's saying, should we do it? The answer is very simple. What he's saying that we should kill ourselves. When we drink cyanide, we will die. Okay, so where in the Bible does it say that to go to heaven, I must kill myself? Where is it written in the Bible that for me to go to heaven, I should kill myself? Show it to me. It is at that point that you say, Pastor, what you are saying I should do, I cannot find in scripture. I heard about a prophet or so that they arrested because he has gone to pour oil inside a certain woman's vagina. Ah, it was the newspaper, so. Eh? Eh? No, no, not too long ago. Eh? Ah, why is not in the newspapers recently? Who read it? You read it. Come. What, what did he do? Bishop, with your permission. They don't mention the name. He, he, somewhere in the western region, he, he, he poured anointing oil. Well, what in, did the woman go to do? She went for consultation. So, so he poured the oil into her vagina, like you said. And then he rubbed it on the clitoris. No, wait, wait. Say it slowly. Bishop. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Bishop. Please. The prophet. No, the woman went for consultation. The woman went for consultation. And the prophet poured the anointing oil inside the vagina. Uh-huh. And then after that. He robbed the vagina, uh, the clitoris. <laughs> okay, now listen. Thank you. Sit down. Now listen. Now let's go through it. Let's go through it. So you have come to see the pastor. For whatever problem to pray for you, can you go to a pastor to pray for you? Yes. The scripture says in uh, James 5, is there anyone ill sick amongst you? Let him call for the elders. Then number two. Number two. When you got there and she said, he said you should remove your dress. Do you understand it? Especially your underwear. 
The question I want to ask you is that is there anywhere in scripture is there anywhere in scripture that somebody was asked to do that? Then number three, when he said you should lie down and pat your legs and he took the oil you know, so what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that, hello, hello, hello. The only reason why something of the nature can happen is because even though at that point the person is not following Christ, you are also following him. But it was at that point that you should say, oh, pastor, why is this written? And you see, those of you who are shouting and all that, you are here. Some of you know the experiences you have gone through. <laughs> Having they bathed you at the beach. <laughs> and not only once. Not only once. Look at you, sister. This is your big buttocks. At the beach. And they, they are using oil to, you know, just rub it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And they look at you and say, Amen. 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 You are a fool. You are a fool. You are a fool. why this principle is important. Loyalty is to the higher authority. If we understand this principle, no pastor will be able to take our churches. Yeah. No pastor would be able, no pastor here, the church members will rise up. Yeah. They will rise up with strength. You say, no, 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 you can't do that here. Yeah? No matter whether it's a, a minister, shepherd, pastor, lady, pastor, reverend, area fellowship, shepherd, basil, shepherd, bishop. If I, if I come to the Kologono Cathedral and say, look, you know, I've been here all these years. And uh, I think that where I've reached, I want to move on. I want to move on. And I feel that this church must move in another direction. As there are certain spiritual directions. As a bishop of the church. So as I'm speaking... You see, your, an, your antenna, we are, we are sensing what, what is it that he's trying to say. 
you must see into the message. You must see into what the person is saying. You must see into what the person is doing. So, I decided to change the name of this church. From today, we are not part of Lighthouse. And uh, from today, the name of the church is um, Ark of Noah Direction. In the wilderness of Doomsaw People's Doomsaw People's Church. Look. Eh? Come quickly. Ask a question. Yeah. All the pastors. Uh, the pastors should come. Yes. My, my, my late presidents and this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bishop, it's inappropriate. Will you change your mind? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bishop, I have all the time really respect. Look, I'm the bishop here, okay? This, this I'm the bishop here. Bishop, this thing that you want to do, we don't agree. I'm the bishop here. Why, can you, why, why that, can't you agree? Bishop, that notwithstanding, we don't okay, I'll do it all the same. 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 Hey, you're not a friend of... Away. 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 Listen, listen. At that time, their loyalty goes higher. How many of you understand it? You are an area fellowship shepherd. You are an area fellowship member. The shepherd is trying to say something. You say, no, brother. Not here. This is the way I wanted to be. 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 Hey, I want to be a shepherd. Hey, I want to be a shepherd. Hey, hey, I want to be a shepherd. This is the way. I want. I can't hear you. This is the way I wanted to be. 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 Hey, I wanna be a shepherd. Hey, I wanna be a shepherd. Hey, hey, I wanna be a shepherd. This is the way. Now, those of you who don't know how to sing it, it's a very simple song. All right. And go. This is the way. Come on, everybody. This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way I wanted to be. Hey, I want to be a shepherd. Hey, I wanna be a shepherd. Hey, hey, I wanna be a shepherd. This is the way I wanted to be. Hey, 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 
Regina Larissa. Now there's a second verse. This is the way I wanted to be. 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 Hey, I wanna be a so winner. Hey, I wanna be a so winner. Hey, hey, I wanna be a so winner. This is the way. Come on, I can't hear you. Come on. This is the way I wanted to be. 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 Hey, I wanna be a so winner. Hey, I wanna be a so winner. Hey, hey, I wanna be a so winner. This is the way. Third verse, I want to be a church planter. This is the way I wanted to be. 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 Hey, I want to be a church planter. Hey, I want to be a church planter. Hey, hey, I want to be a church planter. This is the way I want. This is the way, come on. This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way. How many of you want to be church planters? This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way I wanted to be. Hey, I wanna be a church planter. Hey, I wanna be a church planter. Hey, hey, I wanna be a church planter. This is the way I wanted to be. Hey, 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Huh? Wow. What do you think? Your loyalty is going to be what? To the higher authority. Yeah. You can't just go for them to pour oil anywhere. Ah, why, Pastor? Small prayer that I've come. Small prayer. Abide, abide. Eh? Abide. <laughs> you have gone too far. Eh? So when you arrest, let's pray. 
So you feel very happy. There's a sister. Kayande um, Remove all your dress. At that point, he said, Say, Pastor, and no, 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 no. Amen. Hello. Please listen to me. I'm talking about lessons on loyalty. That nobody should be able to take steal our churches. Yeah. They come to they come to the homes and they talk. Have you seen this church? They don't help us. This pastor who stole our church, he told the people, all of you and I'll give you jobs, I'll give you money and all that. Yeah. School education, free education. He said, oh. When they went, he was not doing it. Even at first, when they started their service, are you listening? When they started their service, the first Sunday he preached and he said, let's share the grace. So when he said, let's share the grace, then they said, the grace of our Lord, he said, the light. they said it the lighthouse, but then he, they realized, ah, but this is not lighthouse. Then he said, oh, for the meantime, for the meantime, for the meantime, for the meantime. Amen? Lesson number three. A loyal person does not withhold information. Who told you to sit down? Hello? Are you listening to me? A loyal person does not withhold information. Yes. If you are loyal to me and you hear something bad about me, you hear something bad about the church that I'm pastoring, and you are my pastor, you are my shepherd, you have to let me know. You have to let me know that this shepherd, this pastor, this assistant pastor wants to see some of the members. You have to report it. Amen. You have to report it. There is something called godly reporting. It is different from by biting. Godly reporting is different from by biting. And in the scripture, you see examples. Amen. You see examples. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1, Paul said, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. In the church at Corinth, there was a lot of fornication. And in fact, to the extent that there was a guy there, he was sleeping with his father's wife. And the church was quiet. And there were some people there who reported the matter to Paul to deal with it. In that same um, church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians 1 11. Eh? For it has been declared unto me of the house of Chloe that there are contentions and divisions amongst you. So there was 
quarrels, divisions. This one say I'm ever. This one say I'm gone. This one say, you know, and there was a family. The household of Chloe. They told Paul, this is what is happening. This is what is happening. Another example is when Apostle Paul, they arrested him in Jerusalem and put him in the prison in the ship and 40 Jews swore that they would not eat until they have killed him and they laid ambush for Paul and Paul's little nephew heard about their plot and went into the ship and reported to the captain this is what the people are planning to do to kill Paul And so they took Paul and ran away with him. Now listen. If Paul had been murdered because somebody did not report, I want to ask you a question. Who would have written Romans? Who would have written 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians? He wrote more than half of the New Testament. Who would have said unto us, rejoice! And I say to you again, rejoice. rejoice. If Paul had been murdered, in the midst of our sorrows and our confusion, who have said unto us, be anxious for nothing, but in all things of prayer and supplication of thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep you. If Paul had been murdered because somebody did not report, in the midst of your disappointment, when somebody says you marry you, and two months to the time, he changed his mind. And you felt like committing suicide. Eh? If Paul had been minded, who would have said unto you? But we know that all things work together for good to them who know God who love God and to them who have been called according to his purposes. Paul is the one that the Lord used to write all these wonderful words that we use to strengthen ourselves and encourage ourselves. Your godly reporting can save a precious life. Your godly reporting can help the church to be healthy. Your godly reporting. Yeah. Listen. If, if you are around me and something bad goes on and I later on find out that you knew all along, I won't trust you again. You can't tell me that you are loyal to me. You are not. You are not. You are not. A loyal person does not withhold information. So if somebody is trying to 
change the name of the church. Somebody is trying to see the church. Somebody is criticizing the pastor. Somebody is murmuring against the pastor. You have to tell the pastor. It's godly reporting. Because what the person is doing, he's trying to destroy the whole church. Amen. Look, reporting is so important that every country has a spy agency that is looking for information to bring up. For example, if you take this, all these terrorist attacks that is going on, America and Britain and Germany, they have nuclear weapons, they have planes that all these guys, they don't have. And yet, they cannot fight them with any of these things. The only means by which they are are preventing is through gathering intelligence or information. That simply means that people report it. People report it. If you take, for example, the Israelis and the Palestinians, eh? one of the things that the Israelis do is that the Palestinians, they are enemies of The Palestinians, many of them work for the Israelis. They work for them. They report. This is what our people are trying to do. And they pay them money, they look after them, their families, and all that. And those people, when the Palestinians catch them, they just finish them and their families. Hello? How come that a pastor can take a whole church? You want to say that you didn't know about it? Nobody knew about it. You knew, but you didn't report. Amen? You knew, but you didn't report. Hallelujah. Lessons on loyalty. Number one. What is number one? Loyalty demands what? Full persuasion. Number two is what? Loyalty is what? To the higher authority. Number three. A loyal person. So when you go in all our churches, anything that is going on, not gossip. I'm not talking about gossip, just, I mean, lying. Have you heard? No, no, no. But real things. You have to bring them up. Can I have an amen? Huh? Number four, loyalty is based on principles and not emotions. Loyalty is based on principles and not emotions. Amen. What does it mean? It means that your loyalty to your pastor must be based 
on the principles of the word of God and the principles and the traditions and the beliefs, the biblical beliefs and doctrines of the church. And not on feelings. Is it because, listen, listen, if a pastor orangulizes, Okay. Now, an orangu is somebody who is a rebel. Amen. Orangulization. Orangulization is the process, the event. It's a noun. Oranguism is the act to orangulize is the action and orangulogy is a study of the process of orangulization Orangulizer means that he rebelled. Orang orangusite. Orangusite is a carpet, is a spray or a chemical that is used to deal with orangus. Orangusite. Every carpenter here must have an orangusite. Amen. Now listen. So, when a pastor is orangulizing, he may be your friend. He may be your brother. He may be your uncle. He may be the person that, you know, really has brought you up. And up. So there will be feelings, emotions. And those feelings and emotions can let you just follow the bad actions. Do you understand it? So, your loyalty should not be determined by just emotions and feelings of sadness or as he's going and feel very sad. But it must be based on what he's doing. Is it the writing? Or is it not the writing? And based on your conclusion, that is what must determine your loyalty. There are wives who have refused to follow their husbands who have orangulized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't follow it. Amen. You love the pastor. Cry a little, but wipe your tears. You can't follow him. When you follow an orangu, the cases eh, for oranguism and orangulization is shared. 200 young men followed Absalom in the simplicity of their mind. 
they just left. Are you understand what we are talking about? Yeah. Not feelings. No feelings. But principles. Principles. Listen. Jonathan came to that point. His father planned to kill David. And his father said, tomorrow I'm having a dinner. We are inviting David. And when it comes, as we are eating, I'll take my javelin and I'll throw it at him and kill him. And Jonathan was David's friend. And Jonathan knew that David had not done anything wrong. Huh? Jonathan was principled. Cast your mind back to Jonathan, the son of Saul. He realized that his father was wrong in principle. He also realized that his father was trying to murder an innocent young man. So he decided to help David even though it was emotionally difficult. Because it's, it's emotionally difficult for you to turn against your father. Even though his actions were directed against his own family, it was the right thing. Some people just follow family lines. If it's your brother or your sister, it must be right. Even if it is glaringly wrong, Jonathan was not like that. In 1 Samuel chapter 20 and verse 13, the Bible says, Jonathan said, but if it please my father to do the evil, then I will show it thee and send thee away that thou mayest go in peace. And when he did that, his father was very angry. When his father realized what he had done, his soul was very angry with him. He's like, I've done the right thing. David has not done anything. Amen. Amen. Don't just follow, follow. The person may be your brother, but if what he's doing is disloyal, don't follow the person. Yeah. The person may be your friend. But if the person is being disloyal, don't follow the person. Follow the word of God. Follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Follow God. Follow the truth. For we can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. Are you clapping your hands for the Lord? Sit down. For we can do nothing against the truth. The truth will always remain the truth. You can butcher it, you can crucify it, you can say whatever, but it is the truth. Is the truth. Amen. Amen. How many of you understand these lessons? Is it so? So yeah, I want to be loyal. Yes. But you must understand certain things. Loyalty must be to the higher authority. Loyalty must be based on full persuasion. Eh? This one, come. Come this way. 
I've known her. I've known her for about 20 years. Yeah. This is now to his wife. 20, 25 years. I've slept in their house. My wife has slept in their house. We have eaten there. They've come to our house. We've seen their children. We have named their children. Yes! Do you understand it? It's not today that you are coming to say something. It's not today. When you say something, do you see? Based on what I know, what I have known, what I still know, I am fully persuaded. What you are saying cannot move me. Loyalty demands full persuasion. Loyalty is to the higher authority. A loyal person does not withhold information. Yeah. That is why our church, you can't just talk by heart. If you sit in a church you are criticizing, you know, the person look at it and say, what are you trying to say? We don't, where did you come from? Wait, they say, we don't do that. Yeah? What is the effect? The effect is that there's love, there's happiness, there's unity, there's blessing, and God is just blessing the church. Long lasting ministry. Thank you. Amen? Amen. But it is getting more difficult now. Because lesson number five, loyalty will cost you your friendships and relationships. Loyalty will cost you eh, your friendships and your relationships. Jonathan's loyalty to David cost him his relationship with his father. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 20. 1 Samuel chapter 20, 32, uh, 33. But let's pick from verse 24. So David hid himself in the field. And when the new moon was come, the king sat him down to eat meat. And the king sat upon his seat, as at other times, even upon a seat by the wall. And Jonathan arose, and Abner sat by Saul's side. Do you remember Abner that we spoke about? And David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul spake not anything that day, for he thought something had befallen him. He's not clean. Surely he's not clean. And it came to pass on the morrow, which was the second day of the month, that David's place was empty. And Saul said unto Jonathan his son, Wherefore cometh not the son of Jesse to meet, neither yesterday nor today? And Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem. And he said, Let me go, I pray thee, 
our family had a sacrifice in the city and my brother, he had commanded me to be there. And now, if I found favor in the eyes, let me get away. I pray thee and see my brethren. Therefore, he cometh not unto the king's table. Verse 30. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan. And he said unto him, Thou son of the perverse, rebellious woman, not I know that thou hast chosen the son of Jesse to thy own confusion and unto the confusion of thy mother's nakedness. For as long as the son of Jesse liveth upon the ground, thou shalt not be established, nor thy kingdom. Wherefore now, send and fetch him unto me, for he shall surely die. Verse 32. And Jonathan answered Saul his father, and said unto him, Wherefore shall he be slain? What had he done? And Saul cast a javelin at him to smite him. Whereby Jonathan knew that it was determined of his father to slay David. His loyalty to David cost him, almost cost him his life. Listen, loyalty will cost you your friendships and relationships. Yes. This is a lesson about loyalty that you should know. Your loyalty to me at the Colonial Cathedral is at a cost. Because that's your friend that is disloyal. You lose him. Because he will not be happy that you are loyal to him. But that is the price to pay. Yeah. Yeah. So you see, you just say, I'm loyal, I'm loyal, I'm loyal. No, this, this is it. 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 Wow. To cost you. You, you lose your friends. But let me tell you something. If you want to follow Christ, you have to lose your friends. Look at Luke chapter 14 and verse 26. Look at Luke chapter 14 and verse 26. any man come to me and hate not and that's what hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters yea and his own life also he cannot be my disciple You want to be a disciple of Jesus? A follower of Jesus? Jesus says it includes hating. Your mother. Your father. What does it mean? It means when it gets to a certain point, you have to choose Christ. You have to make a choice for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. As you practice loyalty, you lose your friends. Is it because disloyal people they work in hard in darkness? Okay. 
Let me give you a little strategy. When they come and say something, tell them what you have said. I'll go and ask the person. Okay. And they will say, have you seen? That is why I don't tell you anything. <laughs> Your mouth, okro mouth. Okro mouth. Everything small. You are my friend. That's what I'm telling you. I'm, I'm just saying that you should go and say it. But, you say, you turn up, uh, but what you are saying is very serious. I will say it. One day, one day, I listen to me. There were three pastors. There were three pastors. So they met. And the purpose of the meeting was that they wanted to confess their sins to each other. As the Bible says, James chapter 5, 14, confess your sins one to the other and pray one for the other that you may be healed. Amen. So the first one said, brothers, I have a problem. They said, what is your problem? He said, the church's offerings. I don't know. I don't know why I like stealing the church's offerings. I've tried to stop for the past two years. I don't know what to do. That is my problem. Then the second pastor said, brothers, I also have a problem. So he said, what is your problem? He said, hmm. The sisters in the church. The sisters. Don't know why I can't control myself. Within the last six months, I've slain 22 of them. I really want to stop. So I'm confessing. So the third pastor said, Brothers, I have a problem. And my problem is bigger than all your problems. They said, what is your problem? Then he said, "Hmm." my problem is that I cannot keep secrets. And you see right now, what the two of you have said, I can't wait to go out there and tell people about it. If I, even right now, I, I feel I'm leaving this meeting. But when it comes to disloyalty, you must be like this third person. I, I can't wait. I'm going to ask. Amen. Now sit up. We'll be closing soon. And I'll give you a long time for you to go and sleep. Hallelujah. What do you think? Huh? So listen. Your loyalty will cost you relationships and friendships. 
Next one. Loyalty may cost you physical things. Loyalty may cost you physical things. Sisters, some of you have experienced this. When you started following Christ, you lost some boyfriends. They were sponsoring you. They were giving you money. Do you understand it? Yeah. And then some of you, you have, you have still not been able to stop. But God is telling you that your loyalty to him, to Jesus, to follow him, means that you cannot continue to enjoy those physical things from that foolish boy. How many sisters are loyal to Christ? How many sisters? I want to see your hand. How many sisters are loyal to Christ? Ah, put your hands down. Now, how many brothers are here? Lift up your hand. Put your hands down. How many sisters are here? Ah, there are more brothers than sisters. Eh. Wow. How come? Do we have more brothers in our churches? I see. I know of many churches where they don't have brothers at all. A lot of sisters. Hallelujah. The Bible teaches that when Moses became a man, he had to choose between being loyal to God or to Pharaoh. His loyalty to God cost him everything. Moses may have become the next prime minister of Egypt, but his loyalty cost him his citizenship, his passport, and his royal status. He lost it all because of Christ. Hebrews chapter 11, 24 and 25. Hebrews chapter 11, 24 and 25. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. He chose rather to suffer affliction. Listen, your loyalty to Christ. Eh? Many of us here, we are serving the Lord, but we are holding on to the world, to pornography, to bad secular music. Your loyalty to Christ means you must let them go. When you go home, after this camp, burn all the pornography videos. Burn all the books. Burn all the evil. Delete all the pornography from your phone. The songs. Yeah. Hello? This is the reason why Jesus brought you to the camp to tell you about this. Because Satan will use those things to destroy your life. Yeah. 
There are some young men here. You have some madams in your life that you service from time to time. And she gives you money. And some of them are married women. But because your husbands are not performing, you are the performer for them. You are 23 years and she is 52. His husband's power is low. So you have become her power bank. Listen. You cannot be loyal to Jesus and to this type of lifestyle. Some of you are into drugs into alcohol. I'm very serious. I'm very serious. Jesus wants you to be loyal to him and let go of all these things. May the Lord deliver you in the name of Jesus. May you be free from every evil, every entanglement in the name of Jesus. We bind the evil spirit in your life. We bind the evil spirit of sexual immorality. We bind the evil spirit of alcoholism, drug abuse, homosexuality in the name of Jesus. Some of you you are battling with homosexuality. Ladies here who sleep with other ladies. Guys here who sleep with other guys. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Receive your deliverance in the name of Jesus. Loyalty to Christ means all these things. You cannot be loyal to them. These are satanic things. They come from Satan. To destroy you a young man. To destroy you a young lady. Satan has targeted you. To destroy you. Yeah. Think about it. Is it normal for you to take your penis and enter the anus of another man. The anus of another man contains feces. So for you to happily enter there, it means that something is controlling you. An evil spirit. May you be delivered in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands and pray right now and ask God to deliver you from every, every such act. Everybody stand to your feet right now. There is, there is power here to deliver you. Lift up your hands right now. Lift up your hands and pray. Pray. Ask the Lord to deliver you from every evil, every such practices, every such sins and evil in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus.
Instrumentalists, pray. Lift up your hands. Stop playing the instrument. Lift up your hands and pray. Pray. Tell the Lord about what is in your life. Ask the Lord to deliver you. In the name of Jesus. My loyalty to Christ means that I must give up certain things. In the name of Jesus. Addictions. In the name of Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord and you may be seated. Amen. If someone is giving you money on a regular basis and he rebels against God and against the church, you will have to choose between singing the praises of an Absalom and doing the right thing. If you decide to do what is principled, obviously your supply of cash will dry up. But dear friend, that is the cost of loyalty. Amen. You see, so I told you that you don't know this message. How many of you didn't know all this? Yeah. I'm lawyer, I'm lawyer, I'm lawyer. This is what it means. Number seven. Loyalty demands analysis. Loyalty demands analysis. Whenever your loyalty is tested, you have to analyze many things in order to stay loyal. An analysis is a detailed study or interpretation of the information set before you. Listen. You see, because sometimes it can be very confusing. Should I be loyal to him? Should I continue to follow him? Should I continue to believe what he's saying? Should I believe what people are saying about him? I mean, this pastor you have known for a long time. And suddenly they say that he has impregnated a lady in the church. Should I believe it? Do you understand it? it how many of you realize that it can be very confusing? What will help you to stay loyal is analysis, discussion, thinking about it, eh? steady interpretation. What must you analyze? Analyze the past. Analyze the past. When you analyze a person's past, based on what you know about the person, and all that, it will help you. Hmm? Analyze the past. Next one. Analyze the individual concerned. Analyze the individual. That is, put this person in your mind. Think about him. Ah, hmm. I know him. He's never done anything like that before. Never. Can he? Could he? Why would he? Hmm? 
In order to remain loyal over a long period of time, you will need to make a good analysis of the individual concern. Paul said that Timothy should continue in the things that he had learned. Most importantly, Timothy should remember the type of person from whom he learned what he knows. 2 Timothy 3, 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has assured and has been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Because of the person who has taught these things, you can make a good judgment. Huh? Analyze the form of words of words you have heard. Analyze the form of words you have heard. Second Timothy one thirteen. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me. You are supposed to check on what pastors preach to know from the pulpit. Is it accurate? Is it the word of God? Don't, don't just accept anything. When your pastor preaches, is, it, is he preaching the word of God? What he says, is it in the Bible? But you see, many of you, you don't read the Bible yourself. So you just, oh, you go, about, oh, this is what my pastor said. So even when your pastor is in error, you don't know. Read your Bible yourself. Be like the brothers in Berea. Acts chapter 11 and verse 17. Hallelujah. Huh? Analyze the word of God. Analyze the word of God. Amen. For example, for example, if somebody is disloyal, we teach that you should cut every link of the person. Stop having any form of relationship, friendships, you know, communication with the person. Now, when we say something like this, ah, how can it be? Because we are all Christians. But that is when it is important to analyze the word of God. Because in Romans chapter 16 and verse 17, the Bible said, now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. Mark and avoid. Say mark and avoid. Amen. I urge you brothers and sisters to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. So, when somebody is an orangu, the person cannot be your friend. How can you be sitting down eating with an orangu? You say, oh, but we are all Christians, you see. Even though he did a bad thing, we need to know. No, no, no. The Bible said, mark and avoid. Hallelujah. Seven lessons on loyalty. Number one, loyalty demands for persuasion. Number two is what? Number two is what? Loyalty is to the higher authority. Number three is what? A loyal person does not hold withhold information. Number four. Loyalty is based on what? Principles and not on 
emotions. Number five. Loyalty will cost you what? Friendships and relationships. Number six. Loyalty will cost you physical things. And number seven. Loyalty demands analysis. And this one. I've known him for many years. If I hear something, should I continue? To, because I'm loyal to him. Should I continue to be loyal? I must analyze. I must analyze the past. I must analyze his beliefs. I must analyze so many things. I shouldn't just say, hey, is that what he has done? Okay. For, no, 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 don't do that. It demands analysis. If somebody comes to accuse your husband to you, you must analyze. Your wife to you, you must analyze. Sometimes you have a very faithful employee. And somebody can say, hey, do you know that this your employee is chopping your money? Analyze. Because maybe you are about to lose a very major person. Satan has sent somebody to cause you to lose a very major person. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands. Pray to God and tell the Lord to let you be a loyal person. Yes. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands. Shiliande reboho kayala. Ade reboho palante rebohande remiande remosele. E palabababaliante rebo giliante mahaya. Azambemberia. Shiriya Ah, mama, 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 ayah, epolia palibakalia, mandoro bashi alia la la badia ndere batalia, indele lanteria ndere rebeya, ayah, ayah, mandere rebakalia manene menia, eya, mandere rebere, shibali ndere bokori ndere bahia ndere beya, ibondori atare basandere ndere bayanda. Lift up your hands and pray. Make me a loyal person. A loyal shepherd. A loyal pastor. A loyal reverend. A loyal minister shepherd. A loyal bishop. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and pray. Everybody. In the name of Jesus. Rantiribohokashande. Mama, mama, akapa toromo shapatiri monde, abande se shipalele, boka patari mo kariandere mo sende, pabondo rolomo kolia, epalala, randere mo hokoli, ibonka patiri mo saya, lataba shantere bolo. We give you praise, we give you glory, in Jesus' name. Amen.
We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon, opposite the Collegon main gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.